Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Money Awakenings. My name is Larry Morris, and I am your host, confidant, guide through the jungles of time and space. Ah, hope you're doing well today. On this podcast, we break down all the beliefs that keep us small, keep us stuck in the small story, block all of our power, our godlike ability, and the flow of abundance from coming to us. It's interesting, don't you think, that we have the word flow, as in the flow state, and then we wonder how come we can't get the flow of abundance, meaning the ability to, abundance is simply the ability to do whatever you need to do when you need to do it. And yet we don't figure out how to put those two things together, huh? Flow means to let go of the mind, let go of the ego, can be completely in the now, focused on what you're doing, or in the zone, as athletes call it. You've shut the mind down, and you're 100% present in the now. This is what it is to be purposeful. Purpose simply is what you are doing in front of you now. Purpose is not found in the future. It's right here, right now. What you're focused on is your purpose. If you're listening to these words, then this podcast is your purpose. If you're trying to do something else, like drive and listen to this, then your purpose is split. This is how car accidents have it happen. You're having your subconscious mind drive the car. And your conscious awareness is listening to my voice. And then you might also have the ego or your mind or whatever, your patterns, thinking about a, a dozen other things and wandering away from my voice and my words. Isn't it fascinating how you can be split, how your purpose and focus can be split that much? It's split that much, that flow state is a rarity, enough to have its own word. That's how much your psyche is fractured into multiple different things. Your subconscious is driving the car. Your conscious awareness is listening to my words. Your ego is talking about the thousand things you need to get done today. And then you got to stop and rewind and go, what did Larry say? That's the normal state that everyone is in. Trying to do all of this stuff instead of just being here now, doing one thing. And then we wonder why we can't get anything done. Because you're fractured, your focus is fractured. You're not living purpose. When your mind wanders away from the now, you have lost your power. Your power can only be in the present moment. Now, it doesn't mean that if you wander into, if it wanders into the future and brings up a negative emotion that you can't use that to your advantage. It doesn't mean there's not a purpose to the imagination, though rarely people know how to use it. it took me a long time. Not that that matters. <clears throat> Let me stop right there. Imagination is used like this. You should rarely be in your imagination at all. 
Imagination is the word used for both memory and the imagined future, the fantasy of the future. A memory is also in your imagination. It's not actual memory data, because it can change rather easily. Memory is for one thing and one thing only. Gratitude. That is the only purpose for memory. To think back on something like, I remember my mom getting me the toy I wanted for Christmas, letting us open one toy the night before, that being the one, and we played with it on the floor. And when I think of that memory, I'm extremely grateful. That's how we tap in to our heart. That is how we come home to unconditional love. We use the memory for one thing, gratitude. If you use it for guilt and shame or trying to prove your rightness, well, yesterday you said this. That's, that's a fucking fantasy. Imagination, it's fantasy. If it's not here and now, you have lost all your power. Memory is for one thing and one thing only, gratitude. One plus one is still two. Yes, you learned that. You know, 10, 20 years ago, 40 years ago, whatever it is. But it doesn't mean you don't re-examine it if necessary. What we are constantly doing when we are evolving is letting go of yesterday's perception to see if there's a higher one. It doesn't matter what was said yesterday. Well, yesterday we agreed on this. Is that happening now? Does that need to be run through the filter of our own heart? Yes. Every time we need to check in. That was yesterday. I was a different person yesterday. So were you. Unless you're not evolving. Imagination is for one purpose and one purpose only too. To imagine what it is you want. Bring up the feelings. And then let the imagined reality go. And stay with the feeling. I imagine... My book is going to be a bestseller, let's say. Ooh, it just got hot. Like no wind where I'm at. Okay. Where was I? I imagine my book's going to be a bestseller. What does that feel like to think about it? Ah, feels like I'm unconditionally loved. It feels like this message needs to come through. It feels like abundance. Oh, it feels like ease. It feels like joy. Mm. That feels good. It feels like... It feels like I'm channeling. And it feels like power to create my own reality. It feels like I'm going to wake people up and have better and deeper conversations. Not that there's better or worse, but deeper conversations. More of them. It feels like expansive. Then we drop the nonsense about the book and then you just keep going with the feeling. Ooh, this feels like, it feels like I'm remembering who I am. It feels natural. It feels like breathing. It feels like home. It feels like home. That's how you use imagination and memory. All else is nonsense. All else is the ego 
trying to bring up negative emotion, bringing you into the past, telling all the things you did wrong, nitpicking you to death, death of a thousand cuts of nitpick to make you feel shame, less than, to make you feel in a hole so that it's manipulating you. Remember what I talked about with manipulation. It's all, all manipulation is value manipulation. Trying to lessen your value to make you believe you have to do more to get out of the hole that it's putting you in by tricking you. Making you feel unworthy, unloved. So that you gotta chase your worthiness around. It's the same thing with the future. Ego loves to imagine the future because it loves to make you worry. That's how it has control. Just like I said a couple podcasts ago with my friend, bless her heart, her imagine wanders into the future. She imagines somebody breaking into her house and now she's got to go get a gun. Now you're chasing a carrot on a stick called peace that's outside of me. Outer security. That's a fantasy. There's no such thing as outer security. There's no such thing as outer security. How could there be? Security is an internal feeling. Why do you think we can't find outer peace? Anywhere, except in nature when no one's around. There's no such thing as outer peace. Unless there's no humans there. Or there's humans that are just completely connected to their heart, which is difficult to find, but not impossible. Okay. So that's memory and imagination. Now. <sighs> Yesterday hit me, something hit me like a ton of bricks that I wanted to share with you. About leadership. I was talking to my heart and I was podcasting. Something came up about politicians, which I don't really talk about because I really don't care about what they're doing. It doesn't affect me in any way. And uh, I just was like, oh, that's interesting. And I left it. And then my heart brought it up again. I'm like, okay, what do you want to look at this for? I said a couple podcasts ago, there has never been a leader of this country. Not one. And that's when I was like, huh, that's interesting. And just let it be. And then my heart brought it up yesterday. It's like, why do you think that is? Because, I mean, you can look at great men. And yes, it's mostly been men. It was one of those country. You know, all up until, what, the 70s? 60s, 70s, something like that, 80s? it's mostly been men that's not the point though but you can look back okay like well Lincoln was a great leader was he though 
here's where I'm going. So you're not like, I don't get it. A leader can never be worried about what other people think. And Lincoln definitely was worried about what people thought of him. While he did what he felt was right in the moment, and I'm not taking that away from him, and he moved progress with the Emancipation Proclamation and all that stuff, well, he was definitely an instrument of evolution. There's no question of that. Was he a leader? No. Here's why. You have to follow your heart to be a leader. If you're not following your heart, you're not a leader. Remember my line. If you're not following your heart, what are you following? you're not following your heart, what are you following? If you're not listening to your inner guidance, what are you listening to? Your ego, your patterns, your programming, your need for approval from everybody. You're wanting everybody to like you. You're wanting everybody to agree with you. You want everybody to see it your way and validate you. If you're not following your heart, what are you following? And so, you can tell in that regard, that's why there's never been a leader. Because to be a politician by nature means to be worried about what other people think of you and your approval ratings and your votes. Means you're constantly having to listen to people at a lower vibration. I mean, if you are at a higher one, I guess you could be at an equal vibration. You're going to have to listen to people worried about themselves, talking all about themselves, who are scared to step up and lead themselves. You basically have to listen to a bunch of egos. Only giving a shit about what they want, not about what anybody else wants. Excuse me. So inherently, every single politician is worried about their next election cycle. It's worried about re-election. It's saying things to get re-elected, not to lead. No matter what politician you love the most, all of them have that same problem because it's inherently a problematic in the system itself. Now, I'm not saying it's like a broken system, even though it kind of obviously is. I'm just saying it maybe needs to evolve. And I don't know what that looks like. Because I don't really want to, I don't put my attention on it. We can, if you want. I can. But like, if you're always worried about re-election, which is fine. I mean, it's not to say we want a dictator, right? You want new blood, I get that whole idea. And you want the people to have a say in who, who runs the country. 
And you want shitty uh, politicians to be on shaky ground when they make, like, if 90% if of the people are like, you messed up, right? We are going to throw you out. You kind of want that checks and balances. I get it. Except you would only need that for people who weren't listening to their heart, wouldn't you? Because the heart isn't afraid of anything. And it'll never tell anyone. The heart will never tell one human on the earth to make a fear-based decision. It will never tell anyone to hurt anyone else or violate anybody else's boundaries. It'll never tell anyone to lie, cheat, or steal. Because why would it? It's not afraid of anything. Lying, cheating, and stealing, it's all attachment. It's all worry. It's all fear-based. So how could a heart that is completely unconditionally loving knows that this is a game, knows that this is a fantasy, a virtual dream-like reality, and there's nothing to actually be afraid of, why would it, why would it, say any, why would it do any, tell anybody to do any kind of fear-based actions? That doesn't make any sense. It's literally opposite of what it would say and do. So the reason you need checks and balances is for people who are lost in the ego. And I don't care what side of the aisle you fall on. They both, they all suck. Because they're not connected to their heart. They're constantly lying all the time. They're constantly worried about their... They'll do one thing and say something else. Or say something else and do the exact opposite. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat, Republican, or Independent. It doesn't fucking matter. They're all not leaders. Because they're not listening to their heart. They're not connected to their heart. They're not checking in with their heart. And they're worried about what other people think of them all of the time. And look, if you're starting to go down the rabbit hole in your mind of how this is where Larry starts his own cult and says, you should listen to me. No, that is not what I'm saying. Do never put that pressure on me or anybody else. You need to listen to your heart. That is constantly what I tell you and everybody else. I am not your leader. Your heart is your leader. It is the true north. It is your compass in this game. You follow it or you follow yourself, your ego to demise. That's it. Every great spiritual master, every great spiritual master has always said to follow your heart. We tell it to all the children. Those children grow up and don't believe it because their parents didn't actually do it. They just said it. It's a monkey see, monkey do. So why is it we keep telling all these kids to follow their heart and they don't do it? Some, maybe a handful do. You know, a small percentage. Why is that? It's obvious. Because their parents didn't, do it, didn't lead by example. Was it? I think it was like two podcasts ago. I talked about realistic expectations. This is what parents do. They'll tell you to follow your heart when you're a kid. And then you'll get through grade school or maybe middle school, maybe even high school. And then you'll, they'll, they'll look at your grades and how you're doing and then do what everybody does when they grade anything, which is to judge anything. And they'll measure and compare you to other kids. And then you're like, well, maybe you're, 
heart wanting to be an astronaut isn't going to happen. Maybe it's time to get realistic. Maybe it's time to set the bar a little lower. Maybe a little, a little achievable. Maybe it's time to ask your ego what it wants to do so that you can slowly deteriorate through your life. Sound familiar? It should. I'd be shocked if you went through this entire lifetime with somebody not saying something similar to you at some point. Aim low. That way you reach it, right? Make it attainable goals. You don't need goals. If you're following your heart, what would be the point? You don't need motivation either. If you ever need motivation, it's like trying to force a square peg into a round hole. You don't ever need to motivate yourself to follow your heart. You might need to follow your highest excitement, run into your limiting beliefs that kind of tone down, let's say, your highest excitement, which means you're running into limiting beliefs, the negative emotion that is pointing you to those beliefs that you're supposed to let go of so that you can keep following your highest excitement. Excitement feels good. It's a natural energy spring, right? It's a natural energy giver. Because you're supposed to keep going in that direction. So you don't need motivation to follow your highest excitement. Again, if you're running into false beliefs and you run out of that excitement and that energy because you're thinking, oh, you know, like this happens, right? Ooh, I'm excited to start this new thing. Clothing line for conscious people. Call it conscious.com. No, I'm, <laughs> unless that's available, go get it. I don't know. I'm just like, this is all just riffing. And it's going to be amazing. It's going to have this huge clothing line and all the proceeds or half the proceeds are going to go to charity and the rest are going to make me wealthy. <laughs> this is, of course, a whole other time, a whole other subject for a whole other time. But my point is you have this inspiration and then you do some research and, oh, there's this other company called Life is Good and there's this other one called this and there's another one called that and, oh, they're already established. They already have their thing. Oh, it's so similar. How am I going to stay? Ah. And then you see, you compare... There's this great line by Theodore Roosevelt. It said, comparison is the thief of joy. You compare, which means to judge, which means to self-judge. Which means to, if you judge yourself, very rarely does the ego let you judge yourself as good enough. Unless it's trying to build, your, build you up to tear you down. Comparison is the thief of joy. What a beautiful line. So in this way, you have this great idea. You have this excitement. Your heart is calling you to do this. And you run into limiting beliefs and it stills your thunder. That's when you go inside. What do I have to believe about this situation to have this huge letdown of energy? Oh, I have to believe that other people have already got this figured out. That there's not enough to go around. Like people wouldn't want my clothing line because there's already all these other ones. Right? 
how are they going to find me, blah, 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 all these limiting beliefs that you have to let go of and keep going. But my point is, you don't need motivation to do anything that your heart is telling you to do. Because it just feels good by itself. Motivation is only if you're trying to force something that you shouldn't be doing. How do you know the difference? You know the difference. Because motivation is trying to psych you up to do something that you really don't want to do. you got to motivate yourself to go to the gym then maybe try something that's more exciting in the way of exercise I walk probably 20,000 steps a day anytime I'm on the phone anytime I'm doing a podcast I just walk a lot to the point where I walk through my shoes at an extended rate like quickly Healthy as I've ever been. I love my bike, too. Now that it's getting a little cooler, I don't know how much I'll be doing it until it warms up again. I'm just saying, if you got to motivate yourself, maybe take a step back and go, why do I have to force this? What is going on? What do I have to believe about this situation? Are there beliefs that are stopping you? Because if it's a struggle, you're not going to have the energy to see it through. If it's exciting and fun, fantastic, it makes your heart sing, you'll have all the energy you need and then some. And then we get back to flow state. If you're in flow, you have all the energy. Time literally stops when you're in flow. You could be in flow, you're doing something. Like when I write or even when I do these podcasts, we're like, wow, it's been 50 minutes? I gotta wrap this up. Or when I'm writing, it's like, whoa, the sun went down? What, what happened? I only have a, like a ridiculous amount of energy. I don't even know what happened half the time. Like, wow. My conscious awareness was gone. I mean, it was there in the present moment, but it was only focused on, it was like everything comes into harmony in flow. Your ego shuts off, your subconscious shuts off. I mean, unless you're like typing or driving or something. Right? Or I shouldn't say shuts off, I should say quiets. It quiets down. So the subconscious isn't getting in your way. Your heart is taking over, you feel energy, and bam, everything is in harmony, working together. When you have that, you don't need motivation, do you? You don't need to try to do anything. You don't need to effort or struggle or strain. Challenges may be there, yeah, but they're exciting. Ooh. Ooh, this is going to be fun. (sighs) If you're not following your heart, 
What are you following? And if you're following a leader that's outside of you, you're already lost. How is anyone else, other than you, going to have your best interest at heart? How is anyone other than you going to have your best interest at heart? No one is. Because they have to have their own best interest at heart. And if they have your best interest at heart above theirs, they're people pleasers. And that's a dangerous person to have around you. Here's why that is so dangerous. Because people pleasers tend to attract narcissists. Because people pleasers are always raised by narcissists. So if they have not worked out the shit with their parents, they're going to attract narcissists into their life to work it through. The universe or the mere reality is going to reflect back to them what they believe about it. That they come last? Okay, well then they're going to give you someone that always puts themselves first. Here you go. Anytime you're around a people pleaser who has not fully taken responsibility for themselves and their actions and started to lead themselves, they're going to have a narcissist around so they can feel safe and familiar and comfortable with being told what to do and making everybody else happy. And if they get one run if they get rid of one narcissist, they'll get another one or they'll ask their parent who is the narcissist to come back into their life. Oh, I got rid of my abusive husband or abusive girlfriend who is a crazy narcissist. Oh, my mom or dad, who's the person I was trying to work this through, comes back in my life. How great is that? Shit, I just replaced one with another. Yeah, because you're a people pleaser. You believe you need to put yourself last, so guess what? The universe is going to reflect that back to you and give you someone who always puts themselves first. Until you're ready to lead yourself. Or have your heart lead, rather. And say no thank you to everyone else. It doesn't mean you don't listen to other people's perceptions. It doesn't mean you don't listen to their um, opinions. It's just you don't ever put them above your heart. No one. Ever. What a novel idea. If everyone knew how to love themselves and how to lead themselves from the heart. And if you go, well, that's not what, that's not what the government wants. There's, you know, there's all these conspiracies and people are trying to control us and they want to keep us down. And they want to keep us, stop, stop. No one is keeping you down. You're doing that by giving your power away. You're the one doing it. Take your power back and see that I'm right. No one can make you do anything you don't want to do. Period. Unless it's an agreed thing in society, like, you know, paying taxes or whatever. <clears throat> you know, to be a part of this society, you got to pay taxes. And if you don't want it to do, if you don't want to pay taxes, then that's a great invitation to go, what do I have to believe about this? That taxes are bad. They're not. Nothing is inherently bad until you judge it as such. 
I'm just saying, you never have to do anything you don't want to do. Why would you? Who, who, who's making you do it? You are. By believing you have to. By believing you deserve to be treated that way. But by believing you can't make money doing what you love. By believing that no one cares about what you want. There is no such thing as a leader who doesn't follow their heart 100% of the time. So then the next question becomes, well, what if I listen to it sometimes and not all the time? Then you're being led or being a leader sometimes but not all the time. And the rest of the time where you're not connected to your heart, you're being led by your ego or your patterning or whatever you want to say, your small story. That's it. You're caught in the game of the ego. At least, I would say at least you found, at least you found that you can follow it sometimes. Some people don't even have that. If you, find a, if you found a way to listen to your heart and follow it sometimes, that can lead to more. And it can grow from a small per percentage to 100% as you keep going. So don't be, if you found that, then be, uh, rejoice. Because all of now you know it's all just practice. But if you've never thought, if I'm not following my heart, what am I following? And you're just coming, coming to this awareness now, you're like, oh crap. Then yeah, it's time to do some soul searching. It's time to do some meditation. Time to really dig in. Because you're a puppet on a string. And if you think anyone else, a politician, a religious leader, a spiritual leader, is going to have your insight, your heart's calling, your guidance, you're lost. Why do you think Zen Buddhists never give away the secrets of the universe? Because they want you to figure it out for yourself when it comes from within. No one can ever take that away from you. So you might ask, well, Larry, why are you doing it? Because I know another secret. I could literally tell you the secrets of the universe, which I do every single podcast, and you won't listen. Because it has to run this through the filter of your perception. Here's the way I look at it. Not every person with a gym membership has the body of an athlete. Meaning I could give you all of the secrets. Half of you won't believe me. Half of the ones who do believe me won't do anything with it. They'll just be like, yeah, Larry knows what he's talking about. I'm just going to keep listening and not actually take any action. And only a small, minute percentage, maybe if I'm lucky, 10%, will actually take what I'm telling you to do and do it. 
So I don't need to worry about letting all the cat out of the bag. I'm going to give it all to you. And you're going to do whatever you need to do with it. That's between you and your heart. It's your game. It's your reality. Don't believe me. That's fine. All I know is I'm never, I'm never suffering anymore. I'm never in pain for... If I'm in... If I'm it triggered at all anymore, it's for maybe 10 minutes at most. More like two or three, six or seven at max. Then I'm like, ooh, I'm triggered. Something's here, I need to look at this. What I have to believe about myself, what I have to believe about the situation. Boom, 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 boom. Is that true? Boom, whoo, back into alignment with the unconditional love. Thank you for showing me that, Source. Whoo. Oh, that's, that, tell her, that felt terrible. Thanks, thank you for letting me be back in, oh, at home in my natural state. Don't believe me. I don't, I don't care. It doesn't affect me at all. Plus, I can't hear you, so it's okay. Uh, but that's the, that's, the, that's the truth. I could give you a step-by-step instruction manual. Just like I can give you a map from Boise, Idaho to San Diego. But the map's not going to do you any good if you don't actually use it and take some action and get in the car or start walking or get in a plane or whatever. I can give you the map. You have the compass, which is your heart. Tell you what does your heart tell you to do. Put it right back on you and say, listen to your heart. Here's the map. You have the compass. Are you going to do something? Or are you just going to go, huh, wow, great point, Larry. Can't wait to listen next time. We'll see what you do with it, won't we? It's no sweat on my back, what you, off my back what you do. I'll be fine. It'll be your life. That's going to be full of suffering or not. Full of excitement or not. Full of following your heart. Full of following your joy. Full of creating and investing in your passions and watching them grow. Watching you grow. Watching you evolve into the best version of yourself. Letting all this nonsense go. Stop being manipulated. Stop giving your power away. Start to create the life of your dreams. That your heart wants and God wants you to have. It's up to you. I can't do this for you. I can only tell you what's happened to me after letting my heart lead. That's it. I can only leave the breadcrumbs. And I can honestly say this is what worked for me. Now I know it's going to work for everyone to follow your heart, not necessarily my path, obviously, through money and all that. Because we can't have all have the same experiences, you know. And that's the beauty of it. That's what makes us unique. That's what makes us, you know, different trees in the same forest. Is because everyone has a whole unique experience, whole unique perspective. That's what you want. Your perspective is unique for a reason. Your uniqueness is loved and needed. 
Otherwise, you wouldn't be here, would you? This is what the small story doesn't want you to think. The small story, small story says, oh, somebody else will do it. Somebody's, I'm not good enough. Blah, 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 blah. I don't deserve to be there. I'm not trying to shame you, by the way, into taking action. All I really want you to do is just listen to your heart. And once you, you get in the habit of listening and connecting to it, then eventually you'll be able to see patterns and you'll be able to take action and all that. But just start with listening. Just start with a little heart meditation and go, what do I really want? And what's an action I can take today to do that? What's an action I can take today? I'm not saying it's something big and or anything. Maybe you're like me and you're a writer or you know, you're a songwriter or something. And you're like, I want to write this thing. Don't get bogged down in the bigness of it. That's an ego trick. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Write a sentence today in your book. Two sentences. Keep it easy. I wrote two sentences. That's it. You do that every day. You'll have a lot written in a couple years. But I know the truth. You just follow your heart, write a few sentences. Like, oh, this isn't that bad. I'll, I'll get a paragraph today. Then what happens? All of a sudden, it's three hours later, you've written four pages. Whoa, what happened? Flow. Take the pressure off. Just write a few sentences. And if you only get a few sentences, great. No judgment. If you get none, that's fine too. Start again tomorrow. Don't look for a leader. Become the leader that you were always meant to be. Don't look for me or anyone else to have your guidance. You have it. Source gave it to you. You're the one. You're the only one that can do what your purpose is in the way that you can do it. You'd be like, yeah, but there's tons of other writers out there. I don't care because I don't see any competition. The genre I'm writing, the style of writing, the points that I'm making, we could write, two, we could write books about the same thing and it would be, it would be completely different. It's like, look at music. You don't think there's like a musician that goes, man, there's already so many musicians. No! There's always an abundance of new sound, new music, new style. Even within the same genre. My sweetheart loves country. I can't stand it. So it's not what I prefer. Nothing against it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not what I prefer, that's all. I listen to it and I hear everything the same. That's why I don't like it. Because it all sounds the same to me. She listens to it and it's all different. It's all this magical rainbow of stuff. Right? Oh, there's this artist and this artist and all oh, this song within that artist and all oh, this collaboration. I'm like, I hear, I hear the same song every time I hear country. But my point is, 
You don't hear those country artists go, oh, all the songs are written. There's already too many songwriters here. No! Abundance is always giving, always giving, in flow, in flow, in flow. More, more, more expansive, expansive, expansive. That's what the universe does. Constantly expanding and evolving every second of every day. Ooh, a new song. Even for me. I'm up to like, what am I at now? First season was 80-something. I'm already 30 in this one. 110 podcasts? 110 hours of content? My, back in the day, I was like, man, I'm going to run out of content. How silly is that? That's scarcity. I have more now than I've ever had. I have more ideas. Like I said, I thought of, I just said one line a couple podcasts ago, and that spawned this whole thing. It just keeps going. I'm never going to stop. <laughs> Which sounds... You're never going to stop talking, Larry? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sounds like yakking. You're just going to keep ranting? Yes. For two hours a week. And the rest of the time I listen. But it's all coming from my heart. And that's the thing. Like, once you know how to open up to flow, once you know how to line yourself to silence your ego... Silence your subconscious, subconscious patternings, even just for a little bit. Even just for two sentences. Get in that flow for just a, a little bit. Create something that your heart's calling you to create. Do something that your heart's calling you to Maybe it's just go have fun. Maybe it's just go, you know, bowling or pool or arcade with a family. I don't know. Slip and slide. I don't know. Whatever your heart is telling you to do. Just do it for a little bit. You don't have to make it this whole gargantuan mission. Excuse me. It doesn't have to be a big thing. That's one of the ways the ego suffocates you and stops you from having fun and stops you from listening to your heart. It tries to show you the bigness of it. And you don't even want to start because it's too big. I have a dear friend who's also a writer. She has all these ideas for books, like 10, 12 ideas for books, hasn't started one of them. I'm like, yeah, because your ego's messing with you. It's trying to show you not only one elephant, 10 elephants, 12 elephants that you got to eat. You don't even want to start. Write one sentence and one book. Choose the one that your heart is calling you to write. And just focus on that one. I have two other books in my mind right now. I still have to finish this one, which is almost done, which I'm super proud of. It's a masterpiece. I'm not going to lie to you. <clears throat> Doing the final read through this week. To send it to the editor. And, uh, and I say it's a masterpiece not because of ego. Because it's all channeled. It's all coming through me. Just like these podcasts are. I don't, have any, I don't lay any claim to it. It's amazing. It's the book I wish I had when I was 20 when I first wanted to learn about business and money. And spirituality altogether. And mindset and all that stuff. It's the book that's going to save, it would have saved me two decades if I'd have had this book 20 years ago. And hopefully it does the same for others. To get to this level of awareness or close to it when it comes to business and money and following your heart, 
without having to go through all those 20 years of experience that I had to. Shortcutting is the idea. Shortcutting the process. <clears throat> Point is, it's channeled. So I'm not like saying, oh, it's amazing because it's just amazing to read it. Like, wow, this is really good. And that's what the flow state is all about. Has, has that, does that ever happen to you? Maybe it's sports. Maybe you're in the zone. And it's like, whew, the game's over. Nice game. You put up whatever. Let's say it's basketball. You put up, you know, you got a triple-double. 23 points, blah, blah, blah. So many assists. You're like, what? I did? Wow, I don't even know. I was just in the zone. It's the same thing I'm talking about. I, wow, this is amazing. I don't even know. It's, I was just in the zone. I was just in flow. If you're not following your inner guidance, what are you following? If you're not listening to your heart, what are you listening to? If you're not in flow when doing something, what are you doing? You're probably doing something you don't really want to do. Thinking that you have to, to please other people, to get money. What if, hypothetically, we just all did what we wanted to do? How crazy of an idea is that? And I'm there, But then in there, let's, let's break that down for a second. Let's say we all, always, we all did what we wanted to do. In that, you'd have to break down, well, who's the one wanting what to do? Yes, that's the right question. Because if you're like, if you're not connected to your heart, you're not listening to your heart, and I say, go ahead and do whatever you want to do, you could want to just fucking go do some blow and have sex with hookers or go have an orgy or something. Not that there's anything wrong with any of those things. I'm not judging them as bad. I'm just saying there's a difference between what the ego wants to be validated and loved and drugged up so it doesn't have to hear itself think versus what the heart wants wouldn't it be great if we all just did what our heart wanted to do all of the time and that is completely possible this is exactly what I'm talking about once you get a little momentum doing it you'll want more And you want more, and you want more, and you want more. And then all of a sudden, you would be like, why am I doing this? I don't like this. Why am I still doing payroll? I don't like it. Somebody else will like it. Or feel they need to do it. Or want to do it. And then the next stupid question that comes out of that, well, what if we all just do what our heart wanted to do? Well, who would be the trash you know, men in our society. Who would clean the toilets, Larry? You think everybody is listening to me? Is that what you think? You think everybody's listening to this podcast and it's like all going to have the same awareness at the same time? No. It's never that way. It's never like, oh, all of us are just going to wake up one day. No. I'm giving you permission to follow your heart. You'll see that it works. You'll give permission to follow theirs. And if it actually reaches the entire mass population, which I doubt it ever will, just based on kind of the, what you see, like it's, it's got to have contrast. Like not everybody does everything the same way. 
This reality has a tons of contrast in it. So that's why it's so stupid for people, for the ego, for spiritual people to be like, until everybody's awake, we can't do this. <laughs> Shut up. That doesn't make any sense. That's like saying, when it's daytime at high noon around the whole world at all times, then we can do something. That's not how this place works. It's night and day. There's hot and cold. There's always contrast. So the more people that wake up, the more they'll be asleep. Well, in reality, everybody's asleep. So the more that wake up now, right, they'll be contrasting and counterbalancing the ones that have been asleep for eons. Right? The whole mass population's been asleep this whole fucking time. If you believe in conditional love, if you believe there's a right and wrong way to do life, you're asleep. If you believe there's good, good guys and bad guys, you're asleep. Because that's conditional love. It's judgment. Until you have the unconditional love in your heart at all times. At all times. And you see nothing but unconditional love. You're still pre-programmed and conditioned. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's why you came. If you're listening to me, you have to assume that you want to wake up. The best way to do that is to learn trauma work, learn how to heal these fractured parts of you that believed in conditional love, that believed you had to chase worthiness, chase abundance believed that I was outside of you. Don't look to me as your leader. Ever. I'm a guide. At best. And I will always point you back to your heart as the leader. That's your leader. That's who you want to lead. That's who you want to give up control to. That's who you want to surrender to. That's who you want to kneel to, if you will. Metaphorically. Kneel down before your heart. Be like, I'm done with this game. I do not like conditional love. It sucks. What do I got to do to get out of the matrix of pleasing everybody else? Of feeling worthless. Of feeling unworthy. Of feeling not good enough, a feeling non-deserving, a feeling like God doesn't love me, a feeling judged all the time. What do I got to do? And you sit and you listen until your heart tells you what to do. Or you just sit and listen and be with your heart. The way out is through the heart. How else could it be? The highest vibration is unconditional love. The lowest is conditional love. Where else were you? Are you think you, could, you think the mind is going to eventually figure out life? It can't. It's not capable. The mind is finite. It's only built for this reality. Here's a simple exercise for me to prove that I'm right on that one. Try to contemplate forever. Sit here and try to contemplate forever. 
your mind cannot grasp it because there are limits to what the mind can do. That's because you're not supposed to lean on it. You're supposed to lean on the heart and the mind is simply a tool to help accomplish what the heart is telling you to do as your compass. When you ask the heart to contemplate forever, it's simple. It's always now. It's always now. It will forever be now. I hope something I've said has helped you here. I hope you don't just go, man, this guy really knows his shit, and then just go on about your day. Even though if you do, you're still loved. It's not a big deal. But I hope you really just take a little time and go, what does my heart want? What does it feel like to be connected? What does it feel like when it speaks to me? How does it feel when it opens? Where is it telling me to go? And why am I trying to give that power away to someone else as their leader or as your leader? You are the leader and no one who's not following their heart can ever lead. Not truly, not really. We haven't seen an actual leader in a very long time. So, Ah, we are different clouds in the same sky. Different houses in the same neighborhood. Different kids in the same kickball game. My unconditional love to you. Be well. Good journey, my friends. Follow your heart. It'll never steer you wrong. <laughs>